0: You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dimbozic. Hey guys, I'm Aaron Armstrong, the brand manager for The Gospel Project. Um, today, I have a special guest with me, Andy McLean, who is the editor of The Gospel Project for Students. How you doing, Andy?
1: How's it going? Doing well.
0: Good, good. Man, it's good to have you on the show.
1: It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, we've been trying to get this to happen for a little while. And, been a little
1: uh, busy, yeah.
0: Yeah, we we are very busy people here in... in uh, the LifeWay Building, <laughs> yes, <laughs> to say the least. That is that is to say the least. So, um, yeah. So Andy, um, a, a little while ago, Brian and I we we talked about um, a particular topic in in general on the podcast, and um, one of the things that and this is this idea of losing your grip on the gospel, and so how do we stand? The question is really how do we stand firm in the gospel, right? And um, it was a, it was a, an issue that we really wanted to come back and explore again from a different perspective because we have students who are facing particularly unique challenges um, to their life and their um, and their ministries in their local churches as well that um, really we need to think through this this super carefully and and encourage them. Um, as um, in how to stand firm. True. So let's let's talk about that together okay. a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so first, let's let's think through a a passage like. Uh, like this one galatians 1 6 to 9 yeah Um, so let's let's we'll read that together from the from the csb of course of course uh (laughs) because what other translation are we going to use that's the standard it's the standard
1: for christians for
0: christians (laughs) it is a good and it's a good translation it is it really is a great translation so um in Galatians 1, 6 to 9, Paul wrote, I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who are, who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is a di- another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and who want to distort the, distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, a curse be on him. That's pretty serious. Yeah. As we, as we have said before, now I say again: If anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you have received, a curse be on him.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Paul's not playing around there.
0: He's not. He's not. Okay, so um, let's 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 think through that for a second. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I I love this text. We've um, uh, we've used it several times. I've I've kind of used it several times in different uh, uh, you know speaking engagements and stuff like that, talking specifically about the gospel in student ministry. Um, we're we're in the book of Galatians right now in the spring, so we're kind of dealing with some of these issues, uh, and so yeah, I mean. Um, you know, I, I like this text. There's another one in, in what is it? Is it Is it Second Corinthians? where And you know, Paul's basically telling the church that, look, the gospel's not only what you take your stand, but it's also you know, sort of, it's going to be, the gospel sort of carries you throughout the Christian life, right? So it's part of your sanctification. It is part of your growth as a believer. You know, some of us, I think it was J.D. Greer who who gave this illustration about the swimming pool, like, right? So most people kind of think of the gospel in terms of like the deep, uh, or, or kind of like the entryway point into the pool, right? So it's kind of like the shallow end. Yeah. And what, we want to be in the deep end. That's where all the fun's happening. That's where people are playing chicken and having noodle wars, right? So, uh, so yeah, we totally. really got to go into the deep end. That's where the theology. is, where we kind of tread water in the deep end. But you know, the gospel is just kind of the entryway point. And I remember him saying uh, that no, like the gospel's not the the shallow end, or nor is it even the deep end? Is it, it's the pull itself. And so have you ever heard him? Say oh that? yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's
0: very similar to some other illustrations that are out there. I mean, you think about the gospel, if you think about the, the Christian life as a race, we, where, what is the gospel? Is it the, is it the starting blocks or, or is it also the track? Right. So is it just the thing that gets us moving into the Christian faith or is it the thing that sustains us through the entire thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that, you know, things like that are, are helpful, uh, uh, really helpful for reminders uh, and, and really kind of puts uh, Paul's, you know, emphasis here in context. Uh, I mean, this is something you can't get wrong. Yeah. right? But this is something that we often do get wrong and especially as i engage students and being in student ministry for all these years uh, and and having sort of grown up in the church myself i got the gospel wrong and 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 i and at least here in our context in the south this is where i continually see student ministries get the gospel wrong mm-hmm. um, you know that they're they're doing lots of really good things but man like if you mess up on this if you sort of substitute it with some sort of works based mentality then then you know you mess up pretty bad so totally. so anyway so there's there's obviously some pretty serious repercussions that can't you know result from that so anyway so yeah totally um uh totally believe that yeah I mean it's it's it's, it's got to be right for for student ministry
0: yeah so um I guess thinking through a thinking through a passage like this how would you incur like how would you teach this first and foremost and then how would you encourage um how would you encourage us to to really do, like to live in light of this with students, yeah.
1: So, uh, like I said, this is a great passage. We're we're in uh, Galatians here uh, in the spring. I would sort of incorporate this into you know the next chapter, chapter two, yeah. And that's where we kind of get, you know, uh, Peter's rebuke a little bit more in detail from Paul. Yeah. And so we get a little bit of the context of that. We get a little bit of the context of, of what's taking place, sort of, uh, and 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 really um, the fact that it was leading other people astray, like yeah. Barnabas. So that's one of the things that Paul, you know, calls out is the fact that Barnabas is, is being led astray. He's starting to treat, you know, the Gentiles differently because of what Peter is doing. Uh, and so... Man, so there's there's a couple of things that I w- I would note on this. Number one, uh, I would I would totally go and and use this text, uh, not trying to do improper hermeneutics, not trying to just springboard, you know, from this into maybe some like social topics, like uh, uh, just some of the debates that we're having around culture today. But but I mean, there's some real uh, connecting the dots here between. Yeah. Like what's going on, and and Galatians one and two with the uh, prejudices that are being there, the the blind spots, you know, these racial blind spots that that's taking place, and yeah. uh, and then obviously there's a direct correlation with with, with our own situation. And so uh, I would take students there because it's it's really applicable. Help them to understand the context of what's going on in Galatians one and two. Yeah, uh, what's at stake, right? Because Paul mm-hmm. is saying that the very gospel is at stake. Um. You know, you, you shouldn't be putting these extra demands upon these Gentiles and and uh, and so you know the just the, the fundamental work of Christ is at stake here. The person and work of Jesus is at stake. You know, yeah. the the gospel of creation, fall, redemption, restoration is at stake. So the the big story here is at stake. Uh, if 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 um, and so it's it's you know easy to get wrong here. And so I would I would kind of use that as an opportunity maybe talk about some of those issues, but then I would really want to just underscore to students the gospel itself in this in these chapters, uh, because um, you know like like Paul is saying we we can use it as an opportunity to talk about some of these maybe these blind. Uh, spots that we have and in regards to other people uh, within our culture who, who may be different from us. We may have some uh, hidden prejudices that the Holy Spirit needs to reveal to us. And so that's important, uh, absolutely. But we also want to make sure um, that students kind of walk away with a clear understanding of the gospel. Right. And the fact that it is not driven uh, by any sort of... Um, you know, works righteousness, which you know that this, this this you know book is going to make crystal clear. Yeah, uh, you know, and so we we want to make sure that they're not sort of operating on the assumption that that uh, that they have to do A, B, and C to get X, Y, and Z from God in terms of salvation. Mm-hmm. No, we want to just really emphasize the fact that look, it is the person and work of Jesus, um, and and uh, it's not your work; it's His work, and 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 so we we definitely want to. Um, to underscore that and the hearts and minds yeah. of students, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's really helpful. So, um, and you know, maybe this would have been a, uh, this maybe would have been a, a question that would have been good to lead with, but since we're not leading with it, we're going to still ask it anyway, is, is what is it about, um, admittedly, I've only seen student ministry more from from the outside so I didn't grow up in the church I didn't uh, I became a Christian as an adult an adult. so that is a very different kind of experience. but um, I got to see some of the some of the the teens and you know kids and teens in the church. Uh, the first church I was a part of, then the second, um, see very different kinds of experiences with them. Some who were very like who you know remain very faithful to the like a, into adulthood. Some who basically as soon as they didn't have to like they basically as soon as they could stop pretending. Mm -hmm. Um, to be, you know, to be what their, their parents thought they were or expected them to be, they would just bail and say, okay, I'm, I'm done. What is it about, or, or like, I want to be careful not to paint too broad a, broad a brush there. And, but, um, the thing that I noticed in, in some cases was that with, um, Like I would ask the question, I'm like, okay, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? That kind of thing. Like what's, what's happening. And, and so I saw a lot of activities, a lot, I heard a lot of that. There was a lot of talks about, um, really like even good things to be, to be mindful of, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know you know the the realities of you know premarital premarital sex and the things that can the the things that can result from that yeah um the these kind of these kind of talks but um i never but i didn't get the impression that there was a lot of in their experiences anyway that there was a lot of um gospel gospel discussion that was going on mm-hmm. um is that um so i guess the question is is why? Why? Why does it seem like there, there are at least a certain. There's a tendency to move away from the gospel. Um, we see this in kids ministry as well, mm-hmm. to um, to focus on behavior and you know and this kind of stuff yeah. as, as opposed to talking about the heart. Right. Is, is that an accurate perception of student ministry? Is it? Yeah, very much. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So I think you're spot on there, and
1: and I think that the observation of like, I mean, because that's ten, what we tend to do. We try to when when in children's ministry, we t- we tend to uh, want to instruct children towards, hey, look, here are here, here's behaviors that we would like to see in you, right? So mm-hmm. you know, be sharing your Lego blocks with the person in Sunday school next to you, and you know, <laughs> keep doing this. And I'd this. like someone to share right, Lego blocks right, with me so, right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> You know, be doing this. And then, you know, when they graduate and uh, preteen and student ministry, uh, we, we, we tend to sort of reverse that and say, hey, look, here's a list of behaviors we we don't want to see. Right. Here's a list of vices that you should stay away from. And so and if that's the case, if, that, if that's the extent, I've heard Eric Geiger say this before, you know, if that's all that they've heard through, through children and student ministry, then no wonder why they would... Uh, you know, abandon it at the first chance that they get, right? Uh, because that's it. So they're you know they're trying to teach. In other words, they're trying to teach virtue apart from the vine, right? So and, yeah. and you can't do that. Uh, I, I really appreciate the ministry of. Um, I think it's um, the individual who one of the individuals who started U Specialties. I think it was Wayne Rice. Uh, he commented in a bit of an autobiographical way years ago. He said that look, when we started U Specialties. Uh, you know, we had some objectives. We wanted to make um, uh, the role of, of a student pastor a professional position within the church. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make you know relevant resources for the church, and uh, and so you know, looking back, he was like, "Look, we did everything that we accomplished." You know, churches now hire professionals. Yeah. And their student space, right? That's what we do. You you get to have a seminary degree most of the time, and you <laughs> got to, you got, it's a professional yeah. role. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and then, you know, they, they did provide, they had a host of uh, games and resources that churches could use to entertain students. And so, but this is what he said it was super, super sobering in terms of someone kind of looking back on a significant part of their life. And so, he says that, you know what, we did what we accomplished, but we created a generation of students that were a mile wide and an inch deep. And I was like, well, that's that's sobering, you know? And then he goes on to comment, like, right now, I just encourage churches to just give students Jesus mm-hmm. because only Jesus can change the heart of a student. And that's true, right? Yeah. So we want to get to those heart issues. We want to kind of steer away from the fact that, like, look, we're – we're not trying to to modify behavior from a you know from a top down philosophical level. That's yeah. not what we're trying to do in student ministry. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know we you know we think that that uh, you know making wise decisions and and is a good thing. Yeah, totally. Students. We want to sort of give them that sort of wisdom uh, to know how to navigate life and make good choices. But but at the same time, like those choices have to stem from a, a changed heart. Yeah, and so we want um, we want students to 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 have that changed art to, to be transformed from the inside out and, and only Jesus can do that. And so, you know, I think that you got to get that order right. And that's something that we talk about
0: a lot here in in the gospel project. So totally, totally. So, um, last question before we wrap up this discussion, um, let's say you've got a, let's say you are speaking with a, with a, a fellow student pastor and, um, they have, they're, they're struggling. They want to, they want to get Jesus in front of their kids every opportunity they can. And they're not really sure where to start. Um, I mean, it's easy to go into a, a product, product promo on this, so let's yeah. not do that. But, uh, but, um, what are, what are, what are say three pre- pieces of simple practical advice that you could give, um, one of your peers in student ministry today who wanted to, who wanted to do that?
1: Yeah. Uh that's a great question. And I wish it, you actually gave me time to think about these questions ahead oh, of time. I'm sorry. So Aaron's totally just, you know, he, he he doesn't warn me. He's been thinking about them, but he surprises <laughs> me with them. <laughs> so, well,
0: well the truth is is this question just came to me right now. So, and uh, uh yeah. That's what I'm saying anyway. Yeah, I could be good, totally good improv. uh I You know, there there's <laughs> You know, the gospel's at work on me too and yeah.
1: uh <laughs> I, I, so I um, I will say this. So there's there's a, there a guy when I started out in seminary, I was kind of doing college ministry, and um, and and there was um, uh, a bit of a mentor there at the church, and he had done the student ministry for a while. And then he, you know, kind of uh, moved on, and he was uh, kind of looking working at a, a local church plant. But anyway, he he told me he said, "Look, Andy, um, he he can kind of see that I was new to this, and he could kind of see that that that, that uh, even though." Um, I had a bit of an education around about, you know, I, I needed some experience. And so this is what he told me. He says you need two things to make this work. He's like, the only thing you need to do as you minister and love to these students is is the fact that, number one, you need to love them. Mm-hmm. And and then number two, you need to live out the gospel in front of them. And so I was like, okay, that's kind of a, a that's a 2 full thing. That's not even three like Aaron asked. And yeah. I was like, I can do that. But here's the thing, though. So even though it's simple <laughs> to say and simple to write down. When I started to unpack, and as we started to kind of unpack what it means, like to love, you know, the the, the people that I'm shepherding, like the hearts that I'm shepherding, these students, that was a, that was a pretty involved thing, right? Yeah, we see this in, in Romans twelve, uh, you know, um, where um, uh, Paul is is telling the church, you know, these one of those one another passages, yep, right? How we should, you know. Uh, uh, you know, love one another, and uh, and and the word that he uses there, you know, it's it's this like tender affection type love in Romans twelve. I remember reading years ago C.S. Lewis's Four Loves. You know, you get all these different types of loves: agape, philo, um, and then uh, you know this eros, the, the romantic type love. But but then you have this like storge, this this tender affection love. Yeah, and and that that comes from the Greek word that Paul was using there like we are to really cultivate within our hearts a, a certain type of tender affection and love for the people that we're serving but but also man we have to model and live out the gospel in front of them uh, with them um, uh, we have to share out our life and Christ with each other on a daily basis and yeah. so just kind of thinking through what that meant man that was a that was a huge ass ahead of me yeah. but nevertheless it still boiled it down right yeah. it kind of boiled it down to two things i want to love well and i want to model uh the gospel in my life well and yes i'm going to fail at that every day but you know it, it kind of it brings me back to these two things every day yeah so,
0: yeah there you go man that's super helpful andy thank you so much for joining us on on yeah, the show today. i really appreciate it thanks for having me all right Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.